Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Open Mic Podcast. It's your host, Brett Allen. On the show today, we have Rolanda Watts. She is a talk show host. She is a podcaster. She's a voiceover actor. She really does it all. She was one of the most popular talk show hosts in the late 90s early 2000s, The Rolanda Show, and uh, it was really an honor to have her on the podcast. We covered so many topics, and she is just super multi-talented and just does so many different things. You're going to love this episode, no doubt. On another topic I want to mention is we are doing a name change. That's right. If you've been following the show for the last few years, we have been called The Open Mic Podcast, and as of May 1st, we will officially be The Brett Allen show. Now you're probably asking, why would you change the name? Well, there are a lot of reasons why we would change the name, but mainly the Brett Allen show fits really the show. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it. The Open Mic podcast has had a connotation of comedy and sort of poetry. I don't know, a lot of different things. And when the show started three years ago, that was the name that made the most sense. And so after much debate and consideration, we are officially becoming the Brett Allen Show. We've changed our website to brettallenshow.com, B-R-E-T-T-A-N-N-Show.com, brettallenshow.com. That's right. And it really is just all-encompassing of who we are, a pop culture podcast with celebrity interviews, comedians, and the list goes on and on. So be sure to not be alarmed. It's still the same thing. We've already changed the artwork on our show feed but uh, officially as we move things over we'll be changing all of our branding to the brett allen show and i think you're going to like the name change i'm excited about it and uh, we appreciate you following us and supporting the show for so long again nothing changes other than the name and uh yeah i'm excited about this it's a big change it's been the open mic podcast for so long but uh this was an important move with lots of consideration and thought and so yeah i think it we're the brand the brett allen show is the brand i've said enough welcome into the show and uh, please enjoy this amazing interview with rolanda watts idly hey Welcome to another episode of the Open Mic Podcast. Prepare to be astonished with Brett Allen. Dude, we are so gonna party. A pop culture podcast. <gasps> oh! At the Open Mic, no topic is off limits. Great Odin's Raven. Join in weekly as Brett interviews your favorite celebrities from film, television, sports, music, and much more. Plus, you never know who will stop by. The mystic portal awaits. Now here is your host, Brett Allen. Brett, it's it's a joy to be here. Thank you so much. Well, I am excited and I feel like I say this with everybody, but it's so true. You are a legend, a hyphenate, an icon, in my opinion, because of everything that you've done. And for people just now tuning in, we're chatting again with Rolanda Watts. She is a talk show host, podcaster, voice actor, life coach, counselor. I mean, you do everything. How do you find time to do it all? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, um, I have a lot of energy. I used to say they don't call me Watts for nothing. And I, I think I do a lot of things to stay out of trouble. <laughs> to tell you the truth. But I also believe that God gave me a lot of wonderful gifts. And I have been blessed by sometimes being pushed up against a wall to have to go dig inside and find them to survive. Um, you know, I think one of the things that we're noticing now is that, the, you know, life is about change. 
And what happens when uh, the talk show is over? And what happens when the news is over? And what happens when you get tired of doing this or you want to explore that? You know, following your dreams and your passions, you kind of end up doing a lot of things. And I don't ever feel like I'm working, Brett. I love everything I do, whether it's the voice acting or teaching my master class or whether it's podcasting or whether it's stand-up comedy, I love it all. You know, I love all of it. And I, um, I, I've always been a firm believer that God gives you many gifts and what you do with them is you give back to God. Yeah, I find that to be true, 100%, because if you have been given these things that we talk about, I have the same mindset, by the way, and I feel like if you don't, if you're not a good steward of what you've been given, then it's kind of like, okay, well, what are you going to do with what you have? Because mm -hmm. if you don't take advantage of it, then it's kind of a mishap, right? It's like, well, why even exist? Do you know what I'm saying? Hey, Brett, I know exactly what you're saying. And I agree with you wholeheartedly because there are times when, you know, we all feel like, oh God, I got to go do this or I got to go do, but then, you know, how selfish of you, mm -hmm. you have gifts that are there to share the gifts that I have aren't for me to sit at home and play with. <laughs> None of that makes sense by myself, <laughs> but all of my gifts, I hope serve a purpose in serving others, whether it's to make them laugh or to educate or to do what I call infotainment, which we did on our talk show or, you know, to tell a good story that might move somebody to, to mm -hmm. feel something different, think a different way, and maybe act in a different way the next day. Right. Well, let's talk about the show. Let's start there, because that's probably where most of my audience will know you from. You were the queen of television. You ruled the airwaves in the 90s with some of the big names, uh, Sally Jesse, Springer, all, all of them. I mean, you were there. Oprah. I mean, there was just a lot of entertainment. You did that show for a few years and then, and you've told this story before, but you made the personal choice to stop, which from the outside looking in, people would be like, your show was like one of the top rated things. Let's kind of talk about that moment, not necessarily about when you decided to quit, but sort of when you did make the decision, what was, where were you at mentally, spiritually, kind of what was your like headspace when you were kind of in this rush of television and then all of a sudden you make the decision to stop. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, uh, many years before that, about 10 years before I did the talk show, I was an investigative news reporter and anchor right. woman in New York City. So I had been there, done that. I've been, been on television, so I know the game. And I also know what we just talked about, what my gifts are and I and and the value of my gifts. In the 1990s, um, it, it was a, <laughs> gosh, they've even done documentaries on it now, was was really slut TV. I mean, it just oh. turned. And, and what you said, Brett, I appreciate that. We had one of the best talk shows on the air. We were getting kids out of gangs. We were talking to the KKK and the skinheads and talking about race issues and we had, we, I mean, we had, we, we, we were the only, the only talk show with a seat in the OJ Simpson trial. So I was putting my journalism to my talk show and we were kicking butt. We were covering the, the issues and doing great programming and getting great ratings. And then all of a sudden, one of these guys come up with the idea, why don't we start fights? Why don't we do pop quizzes on people and bring in, there's your secret lover. 
which ended up in a murder. Um, here's your the, throw the chair and hit the hit the talk shows, break his nose. And it started to be such a deg, it was such degradation, particularly Brett, of black women at that time. Really? Oh, yeah. It was wow. always. Uh, I've got a secret to tell you and I'm screwing your best friend. And it was always black women who were at the brunt of this. And I said, I will not do it. One day we did a show because I was in battle with my producers, I, you know, because they want to make ratings. I can't be mad at them, but not on, not like that. But that's not how we're going to do it. And um, I think uh, William Bennett had come out at the time and said, you know, these talk shows are horrendous. We need to pass laws that they can't do. I mean, it was crazy. And I said, well, our show is great because we're not doing that kind of stuff. So we're going to be fine. Everybody cleaned up their act except Jerry Springer. He oh, said, yeah. I can't, he said, I can't get any ratings. I have nothing to lose. Screw you guys. And he started doing the crazy programming which the only way that I could compete because I was one of the last talk shows to come along. So it was me, Geraldo and Jerry fighting for the last little bit of the ratings. Right. So when Jerry came in and took the sensationalism to a different level, he took my audience. And the only way I could compete was to do something worse than what he was doing. And what he, had, he was doing was intense. He was intense. And you know, I don't fault Jerry. That's what Jerry does. I, you know, I see Jerry. I say, Jerry, I love you. He goes, I'm going to hell. I said, Jerry, you'll know a lot of people there. Don't worry about it. We'll have a party. <laughs> I love Jerry. Don't get me wrong, but I do not do the type of programming that he does. But I tell you what, we did one show, Brett, where we had a guy come on and he had a pops, well, pop secrets. And he said, I'm going to tell my girlfriend, I've got another girlfriend. And she said, well, I got something to tell you. I got, got another boyfriend too. That man stood up and he hawked a big claw to spit on that woman. And I said, stop the show. Get that guy off of my set, call security. There's no way. And I said, stop it right now. And I would not finish the show because I knew they'd air it. And yeah. never under my name will I have any woman, anybody, disrespected that way in my living room under my name for god's sakes spelman college and columbia university and bellman sunny watts would have a fit you know and i you know my auntie maya extended family my angelo i can't go back cutting up like that on tv and i'm going to tell you this brett had i made the choice to go sensational the way that maury and jerry were going and i love those guys but that was their choice my fans would never be with me 25, almost 30 years later. No. Because I would have sold out. I would have been that girl on television who was the journalist, who was ABC News, Inside Edition, doctorate from Winston-Salem State, and that's what she ended up doing? No way. I left a lot of money on the table, but in life, you have to know your value. Yeah. And there's integrity with the gifts that we get. And that yeah. was my decision. We, I tell you, I sat down with Roger King, who was the head of King World, and he was a very dear friend. And he, we, I went down and flew down to his house in Florida. And I remember we were shaking our heads and saying, what are we going to do? And I said, Roger, I just can't do that kind of show. And he goes, and I don't want to see you do that kind of show. And I said, well, I don't know how we're going to get ratings otherwise. And he said, well, I tell you what, let's, let's, let's don't say the show is canceled. Let's just say it won't be continued right now. And that, and we made a harsh decision to 
to, to take that step. Yeah, nobody yeah. wanted to see me do that stuff. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I had the opportunity a long time ago in the mid 2000s to actually go to a Springer taping. It was kind of towards the end when he was kind of wrapping all of that up. And yeah, I mean, it's all very staged. I mean, I think everybody knows that, you know, there's producers who are kind of hyping the crowd and getting viewers in the audience to interact with the people and girls and guys to take their clothes off on stage. And I think, yeah, slut TV, <laughs> that's funny. Like that's really the best descriptor of it. And he sort of kind of dredged that pathway up until the very end where now, you know, I think it's just all reruns at this point. Well, listen, but let me tell you, you know, people would say to me, oh, Rolanda, I love your show. You're doing such good. But they were going home watching Jerry. <laughs> you know, it's like, and they, and I think the feeling was if I wanted to see crazy children who needed to get out of gangs, I would look across my dinner table. I want to see some people doing worse than me. <laughs> and funny. I think that was part of the circus of it. And, and let me tell you, Jerry's security guard spin off to a show. Jerry's now doing Judge Jerry, another show. Jerry did exactly what he promised his bosses he would do. He made a lot of money doing his thing. And it didn't bother him and it didn't bother his bosses and it certainly didn't bother the public. So, hey, there you yeah, go. Yeah, I think it just comes down to an individual decision, like you mentioned, and really just kind of deciding you know, what you want your legacy to be. and it worked for him. And I think you made the wise choice. I mean, leaving money on the table is always tough. I'm sure, mm -hmm. especially when you have King world entertainment at that time was massive. And, and so they were kind of, you know, moving their pawns around as far as their shows and what they decided to do, but it all worked out well because you've had a really great career. You've done so much, you know, I was very blessed to have very supportive, uh, a very supportive group at King world. Mm -hmm. And I was very blessed to have a partner, Roger King, who didn't want to see me do that any more than I wanted to do it. Right. And I think that was a blessing in itself. God rest his soul. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, such an iconic time, I think, for television. And, and now we're sort of in this golden age again due to the pandemic and, and just all of the streaming that is available. So you have a lot of other things that you do that sort of carry the torch in memory, so to speak, of that, you have your podcast. Let's talk about that. Sort of how did that come about? Was that sort of an idea or an extension of what you had done before? And just a combination of your investigative reporting and your inter interviewing, and now you've got the podcast to kind of satisfy that itch, so to speak? Well, you know, my podcast, I started in 2012. And back then, people didn't even know what to call those things. You know, yeah. was, I went, What's a you know, nobody even knew what a podcast was. All I knew was that Whitney Houston had died. And Nippy, as I knew, I knew her since she was a little girl. And it just tore my heart up. And the whole world was mourning. I mean, I had never seen, I'll start crying. I'd never seen anything like it. Um, you know, on Facebook, people were texting and, oh, and they were crying, join the conversation. And I said, texting, they're texting. This isn't a conversation. I said, we need a conversation. And there was nowhere to go. Remember, there wasn't streaming then. There weren't podcasts then. And I, I would be like, this is when I would jump out of hiatus and come and do a talk show. This is the kind <laughs> of stuff. America borns our princes, you know? So I, um, I found this thing called blog talk radio. <laughs> I said, I need oh, some place wow. where people can call me. 
started this show Sundays. Well, actually it just started. It was on a Sunday, I think. And I, and I start, I opened up the, the mics and everybody started talking and crying. This thing went for three hours. It was like we cried and we just mourned and told stories and played music and it, it was wonderful. So then it was over. Then all the, then all of a sudden everybody's writing me saying, well, you're going to do it next Sunday. <laughs> I'm like, what? Whitney already did. No, you're going to do something else next Sunday. So every Sunday I would do Sundays with Rolanda, three hours of straight talk. My friends were like, what are you doing? Who are you talking to? Come to brunch with us. I said, no, I was just <laughs> driven to do these three hours of talk. I didn't know I was building content, <laughs> but yeah, my podcast has done well. I've worked with CBS, um, C-Suite Radio. I'm now with Mocha Podcast Radio. And so it's a lot of fun, Rolanda On Demand. And uh, yeah, it gets that, that, in, that journalist part of me out, but I also like to have a lot of fun. It's a, it's a, it's a, lifestyle show. So it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of laughs. Yeah, it's great. And I think that, you know, podcasting, you were, you started in 2012. So you were one of like a handful of people who were doing it, Joe Rogan and Adam Carolla, like nobody really knew what to call it. And I've even heard stories where family members would ask these people, what are you doing? It's, it's like a radio show, but it's on the internet. Oh, so you're on, you're an internet radio interviewer i mean even people now <laughs> with this with this boom of podcasting i tell my family and they're like what are you doing like do you get paid for it no do exactly you, you know That's who do you thing. interview well why do these celebrities want to talk to you like what are you it's just funny because <laughs> people don't it's just different and i feel like we've only scratched the surface oh you know, yeah i mean you've got eight years in so you've seen how things have changed but now again, with this idea of streaming and being able to just connect with people on so many different avenues, I think we've only just begun. And you've had a pretty broad uh, list of people on your show. Do you have any highlight moments for yourself, people that you've interviewed? I mean, obviously, yeah. Oh, I've had some a million. You know, it's a little something for everybody. I um. I, let's see. Gosh, I've had I've had some old greats like Dr. Maya Angelou, uh, Della Reese. Uh, I've talked to uh, Jack Canfield about branding, and Jeffrey Hazlett, who is head of C-Suite Radio, about branding. Um, I've talked to Jackie Reed from NBC about going journalista to veganista. <laughs> she talked <laughs> about vegan lifestyle. Uh, I've spoken to Joy Reed, Lisa Gibbons. Um, God, we've got some good ones in there. Yeah, just go and check them out. There's some, some really good ones. I talked to Judge uh, Judge Greg Mathis about prison reform. Um, yeah, there's some good stuff. There's even stuff about food. I mean, from the bedroom to the boardroom, we have you. There's some good stuff about women and their libidos and hormones. I mean, go check it out. Just scroll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's out there for everybody to listen to and to be a part of. You're also a voice actor, you do stand up and you do movies. I mean, turn on TV and there's some Hallmark something with you in it somewhere. Yeah, we uh, had a good season. Christmas, I had three movies running. It was pretty good. Pretty yeah, good. Actually, yeah, that's four. <laughs> yeah, Sister Code was running. Also, Christmas Mail, Second Chance Christmas. And uh, that's where uh, the, the, the Michael Rainey Jr., who's now on Power, 
he played my grandson. He was such a sweet little boy. <laughs> now he's a big drug dealer on power. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and then, of course, playing Professor Wiseman on Curious George, we had a very monkey Christmas. Yes. And my six year old, he was Yay! a big fan of Curious George for a very long time. Um, and so I'm very familiar with that. But you've just done a lot is there's you just enjoy it all there's not i one, enjoy every bit not of one it. favorite thing over another then no and i'm just so blessed and and excited i you know i do a rolanda's reinvention retreat yes and people have i think you know a year or so ago brett i was talking about this reinvention retreat people were like what's rolanda talking about reinvention retreat what is that Honey, COVID hit. Everybody was talking about reinvention. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how do you do it? How do you skip from that? Because right now I lost my job or or I was in a job and I'm laid off and I hate that job. This is my chance to get out. What do I do? And so we talk about the mindset of change and what reinvention really is. I mean, it's really going within. You know, if you don't go within, you go without. And yes. when those times when that show is over, what you're going to do? Well, I'd always wanted to act. I'd always wanted to write and I've always wanted to, to, you know, just be creative, not the journalist and the talk show host, but to be fully creative, express all of myself. So I was, so I said, well, it's the first time without a contract for a while. I got a little piece of change in the bank. Hey, let's take the leap. And I moved to Hollywood and that's when I started my career. I've done 20 movies. Wow. I've done sitcoms and dramas, worked with people like Jamie Foxx and Tia and Tamara and on Sister, Sister. And it just really got to expand my horizon. I wrote a novel that Dr. Maya Angelou endorsed called Destiny Lingers, which now with streaming, talk about reinventing the reinvention. I right. want to turn that book into, why not, a Netflix series, you know? So I think that life is forever evolving and that we can take control of it. Life is not going to give us security, but it will certainly provide us many opportunities. So 100%. when you put your mindset in a certain way and you deal with determination and intention and imagination, it's amazing what can happen. And I'm proof of that. I'm proof of the truth right here. Yeah. Yeah. I already feel inspired. <laughs> so <laughs> really, I think that's part of why I wanted you to come on, but I want to talk about this idea of reinvention because we're, we're on the topic and that's just how my brain works. COVID it's horrible. There's a million things that we can say about it, but such a time as this, as we say, to really kind of do things differently. What are some of the roadblocks that individuals face when it comes to a traumatic event like this one, we have to sort of rethink the way that we do things. Cause I don't think things will ever be the same. Like we talk yeah. about the new normal, but I don't think we fully grasp the concept of what that's going to be like. 9-11 changed us forever. There's a lot of things that all these shootings and violence has changed us. Our country is not the same. What holds us back? A couple of things that you see from really stepping outside of our comfort zone and going, okay, I can do this and sort of rethink the way I do things in life? Well, there are quite a few things. I think fear is number one. Mm -hmm. And and fear, I mean, again, that fear could be anything. It's fear of the unknown. It's mainly what people deal with is fear of what other people are going to say. Mm -hmm. You know, we depend on so much about what other people think that we lose our own opportunities in life. You know, if you're not going for your goals, then you're going to live by somebody else's goals. 
Right. If you're not living your dream, then you're going to live somebody else's. <laughs> so you might as well take the reins. And I think that recognizing the fear, you know, they say false evidence appearing real. That's, you know, fear is very real. Fear is the stuff that helps us survive as human beings. Mm -hmm. Fear, I mean, sets us into action. So I think as performers, we learn how to take anxiety and fear and turn it into performance. Um, I think people think without acting and act without thinking. You know, sometimes we're thinking so much that we don't make the first move. Mm -hmm. the, the, the thousand years of light years starts with one step. You know, you know, one of those things, you know. <laughs> but you got to take that step. And I think fear uh, paralyzes us, worry paralyzes us, but nothing productive happens under those circumstances. Worrying what other people say, what are they going to say? But I think that if you really, you know, you've got you've to think things through. I think you have to have imagination. You have to have creative visualization. And you have to have determination. None of these dreams would have come through for me. And don't you know I was shaking in my boots? Yeah, I was Rolanda Watts with an internationally syndicated talk show. But I was in a whole new territory called Hollywood now. Yeah. And as far as they were concerned, I was a talk show host. What was I doing here? So I had to prove myself. And I was determined to do it. And that was my intention. So I think when you put your brain like a ballistic missile, it's going to go where you point it to. But they, you have to have clarity. And that's what we work on in our workshops. Um, you know, I say, think of the last, you know, the last five things you said you wanted to do. I mean, did and have you done anything to try to do it? Did you go... Mm -hmm. Call somebody who's in that yeah, field. Yeah, I mean, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, make a every, class <laughs> with every guest that I get. I always try and improve upon what I've done before to make it appealing that you know that whoever's coming on that I can provide equal value, like they're providing to me by granting the interview. You know, so I think you're only as good as your last gig, as they say, right? And <laughs> you know, sure, you have this amazing show, but. I could imagine when you're entering into this acting world, you know, it's kind of like they're protective of their turf and you're mm -hmm. like, here I am, you know, and then well, Brett, I tell you, I got real lucky. My first job in Hollywood was playing Vivica Shaw, the nemesis with Jack A. Harry, Tim Reed, T and Tamara on sister, sister. Yeah. Yeah. And they protected me a lot. They took good wow. care of me and introduced me to the community. And here I am almost, gosh, I can't believe it. Is it almost, it's a couple of decades later. Yeah, Tim Reed, that's another iconic legend. You know, um, I had Daphne Reed on the show yeah. just right before Fresh Prince did their reunion. So, I mean, that's this. Yeah, they're amazing people. It's all fantastic. And I think, you know, we just have to, as I mentioned early on when we started, just having that mindset of, you know, making the connections, but also just believing in yourself. That's right, Brett. It's believing in yourself. in yourself, believing no matter what they say. And people laughed at me. They said, watch her fall flat on her face. Oh, they, oh, they laughed. Oh, they thought this was going to be a hoot. Oh, the vultures were circling, but I was determined and a positive attitude too. positive and believe in yourself. And and just ask, ask the universe to help you. And you'll be surprised if you stay in the right mindset and you, and you stay in a positive state of mind, how the universe will collectively bring things to you. 
Yeah. And I also say, you know, just um, understand that in these times, most of what we're going to be doing hasn't even been invented yet. No. So leave, so give yourself a break. You know, we don't know what's, nobody knows what's going on. This is the one good thing about this craziness is we're all in the same boat. Mm-hmm. You know, we all know what the darkness means. We all know what it means to have wet feet and cold socks. I mean, we know that together. So I think that leaving yourself open for opportunities, let me give you a perfect example. I'm doing my reinvention retreat and I had a bunch of students saying, we know what we want to reinvent and do. Get to the point. I said, well, what is it? We want to be voice actors. Will you teach us? And I said, well, it's something I've been doing 25 of my 40 years behind a microphone. Sure. And I started the voice acting masterclass. And I have watched my students change in six weeks. It has been one of the greatest things that I never expected to do. But the reinvention retreat helped me reinvent <laughs> myself. Now I'm a teacher, you know, and I'm so proud of being able to help people manifest their dreams. I'm watching my students getting auditions. They're getting their demo reels done. They are because I also teach intention, determination, and all of those things and make sure they get where they got to go in those six weeks. I'm so proud of that class and I'm so proud of my students. And Brett, I'm going to make an announcement right here. We just got a scholarship offer for my class. We're going to be this week, we're going to be offering a scholarship, a full scholarship to a six-week course on voice acting masterclass. I bring in casting directors. I bring in colleagues and, um, you know, and, and all my experience from Legos, Madagascar, Curious George, Divorce Court, Wells Fargo, Tropicana, <laughs> Boeing, still running my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, there you have it. And I think people need to take advantage of this. It's highly recommended. We'll put links to all of this on our show notes. So you've got this iconic career. You've got the podcast. You've got the reinvention retreats, the classes, all of that. If there was anything that you would do different, what would it be? Or would you just kind of leave everything as is the way that it's worked out? Gosh, if I did anything differently, I, um, as I look back, I probably wouldn't, you know, there think like you get a pilot, you shoot a pilot and you put all of your hopes on that pilot. Right. And then it does. But that I mean, the, the way these things work is chances are they're not going to go through, but you put on. Right. And I think not, not hoping so much on things outside of myself. Right. But trusting on everything inside of myself. 100%. You know, you can't be everything, but you can be everything that you are. And I and encourage people to, you know, th- like we always say, this ain't no dress rehearsal, this thing called life. You get one shot and make it. Listen, life should be gulped, not sipped. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I think that's so true. And those pilots, they're so you know, it's like, oh, this is going to be the next friends, or this is going to be the next this or that. Mm-hmm. And then you tape it, you get your holding deal, you do a pilot and it and never, Brett, never sees the light of day. I know that happens most of the time. Brett, I didn't have a pilot for the Rolanda show. Roger King, I was on Inside Edition. He came to me, he said, Rolanda, I need your help. He was producing another show that was failing in the ratings and he didn't want to lose the time slots or his reputation. And sure. he knew he knew that um, I was Emmy nominated for live reporting and news. 
And he said, I need you on the air and I need you on the air in two weeks. And I said, what? I said, Roger, I'm going to go cover a murder story in DC. He goes, well, you go cover the murder story and you get back here and then you go do the show. And I was like, what show? He goes, we're going to call it Rolanda. I said, but my name is Rolanda Watts. He goes, we need the LA market. Watts means something different out there. We're just calling it <laughs> Rolanda. Isn't that crazy? And that's why it was yeah. the first show with one name. <laughs> I love but it. We had, but let me tell you something. We had four fantastic seasons. Um, we came in as the last little kids on the block and we kicked our way through for four years. And then the tide changed and it was time to go on and do something else. But you know something? You never know. You never know. Yeah, yeah. I think Oprah was kind of the last of that time frame of talk shows. I don't think, I think now it's more of this kind of entertainment podcasting and well, now the yeah, the, the attitude with talk is different now. I mean, yeah, this is yeah. my kind of this is my kind of field. This is my kind of field. Yeah, without all the the, the disrespecting of people's lives and you know, um, the yeah. So it it's great for the podcast, you know. So with the streaming, it's you're still out there. You're still doing talk, and right now under COVID. Heck, we're doing the same thing as the people with talk shows on, except they're getting a much bigger paycheck. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're still broadcasting right. from home and doing. So anybody, if you have, if you put your mind to it, you can create anything. But like anything that's been created, it first started in the imagination. It first started out as a thought and it was consistently thought about and built upon and believed in. And that's the only reason we have a light bulb. That's the only reason we have a computer. That's the only reason this microphone is here because somebody thought about it and planned it and created, imagine, imagine what it could do. And that's yeah. where we start. And there you have it. Beautifully <laughs> wrapped up in a nice bow. If people want to connect with you or find out about your retreats, your classes, your podcast, Rolanda, what is the best way for people to do that? You can go to Rolanda.com and it's R-O-L-O-N-D-A.com. And you can find out that you can, you know, just save your seat for my free retreat. You can also find out about the voice acting masterclass. You can also just email me. You can DM me or email me. I'm all over the place in social media at Rolanda Watts. And um, you can email me at Rolanda at Rolanda.com. If you're interested in the class, we can hop on the phone and talk about it. And uh, if you have any questions about reinvention, come on and join us. We have a good group and we have a lot of fun. Do it. You have to do it. We're, we have nothing but time right now. At least. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great, but it's really crazy. great to reconnect with, with my audience and, and in a way that, you know, this old girl who's been in the business for 40 years, still kicking the cow can help in any way and give some kind of insight. I think at this time in life, that's what it's all about. It's about giving back. It's about raising the next crop and making sure the fields are full. And that's good. Brett, by the way, my brother's name is Brett. Spelled oh, nice. <laughs> very cool. There's not a lot of us out there. We're very <laughs> far and few between as, uh, as I like to say. Well, Rolanda, thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Brett, it was a joy to speak with you in any time, any time. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.